Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, slap it a bass. <laughs> slap it a bass, a man. Big time. Big time. Mr. <laughs> Nathaniel. Oh, Thursday. All right. Too, too far. It's gone. Just, hey, how's it going, man? Just I got to stop the voice. Yeah. How long are you supposed to do it? Less than that. Okay. Yeah. Do less. I appreciate you having me on today, man. That's really nice of you. Every time I'm here, you're here. I and we thank you for that. Which is impressive. It is it is very <laughs> impressive. It's yeah. true. Hey, what's up, everyone? Go to joingmail.com so you too can join the Charlie Hater Club. Or you can join the Nate Lover Club. Either one. Mm-hmm. There's fine people on both sides. Yeah. Those are both the same side. I just said it in there's different f- ways. There's a few uh I- is it weird to say I have a few lovers in here? <laughs> I th- Not at all. I was about to say it, and then my brain was like, that sounds kind of weird. You just maybe shouldn't out, say that. I just called out the Nate lovers that are in the group. Yeah. What up, everyone? I appreciate so, your love. I, there's a few people who, uh, I, w- I would say the majority of people in the live group do not hate on me. Yeah. There's a couple, There's one in particular. I'd say they're mainly like agnostic when it comes to mm-hmm. feelings about you. Towards me as a person what they would like us to do is get into the episode though but how was your tuesday and monday and sunday and saturday monday we knew we were, i was going to be out true i already knew that advanced noticed that there was a my uh my wife had to have a procedure done at the hospital so we were there <laughs> and uh she finally get that stick removed <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was too, nope too still there <laughs> I noticed Nate let the live group know that uh, I was out golfing, which wasn't true. It was, it was what, 38 degrees and raining in Nashville? No, it wasn't. wasn't I, uh, I told them that you weren't actually golfing because it it's been pretty gross weather. Yeah. So Otherwise, uh, you would have been. Nope, nope. We were at the, uh, we were at the hospital. Routine, uh, kind of, uh, at the hospital. wasn't anything uh, terrible, so every, everyone's fine. That we ended up fine. <laughs> Everything ended up fine. Mm-hmm. She and, handled it real well. Yeah. Yesterday we had interviews and uh, I got a lot of work done. And then today, here we are. So Charlie got to see the newly painted office. Yes. It looks great. Thank it's you. Good work. It looks better than... Finally, the, I can see the fruits of your labor. <laughs> we had a weird... <laughs> got to bring some kind of value to the table sometime. <laughs> but uh, we used to have this crazy bright orange wall and bright blue, like University of Illinois... Or Vienna High School colors. Ironically <laughs> enough, isn't that strange? The exact same colors as our high school. Our office was painted. Like exactly the same. To the the numbers. Whatever the numbers are, they're the same ones. Yeah. So uh, we finally painted over that because that brings up all my high school trauma. And by um, we, Nate means him and um, him and his wife. Yeah, me and my wife. We, uh, we painted. All right, let's get into some of the news. The first thing that we don't really care about, but we have to mention it because of uh, the fact that it's a news program. Looks like the Senate runoff election. The results are that Warnock has defeated Walker. All right. I don't think anyone thought it was going to go differently than that. Um, and either way, it didn't matter. Doesn't the, It only slightly matters because of all of the committees. So when it's 50-50, they have to split them up 50-50 committees. When it's 51-49, they get to make all the decisions. But in the end, you're still correct. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just like everything else. 
But if he, I'm kind of curious though, how does that work whenever you have two independents, even though they caucus with the Democrats, they're still independent. So it's not like the Democrats have 50 in the house or in the Senate. Yeah. I'm not really sure how that works. I, I, so how would I that, don't know. I don't see why it would matter. I guess it still gives them a majority, like more than, are there two independents? Yeah. Really? Who's the other one? I don't know, but there's two. You sure? That's what it says. Okay. Yeah. Look up election results. Because mm. it's going to be 48 to 40. Yeah, I don't remember. I guess this thing says right here, but it says 51 to 49, dim control. So it makes no mention of the fact that there are independents whatsoever. They're all Democrats. No, there's independents. Okay. There's two with other parties. I'm telling you. While Charlie's looking this up, what I do want to say, if there are any Republicans that have accidentally listened this far into the episode, first off... <laughs> Warnock didn't just destroy Walker or anything, which is amazing to me. Uh, he is a radical leftist, radical, but Walker is, I don't know what the hell he is, and neither does he. No one knows. He's someone who played football. He filled a couple criteria. He has name recognition and earmuffs, everyone. He's black. Those are the two things that they thought they could throw out there to try and beat Warnock. And they forgot to check whether or not the guy would actually do well at the job or if he was capable of giving a speech, if he was ev even had any principles whatsoever, and if he had, in fact, more than 10 or 11 kids, and if he had ever threatened to kill or harm multiple previous girlfriends and wives. They forgot to ask about all that mm. stuff. Yeah. And other than that, they fulfilled his black and name recognition Main two things. Dumb as a box of rocks, though. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's no surprise. No. I mean, so. <laughs> at least when I. So I got it right here. Yeah. Other parties, too. So it's really 49 to 49. And then there's two. Interesting. Uh, two independents. Huh. That's what it says here. And I need to look up who our independent senators are. Besides Bernie. Um, let's see. Angus King Jr. is independent from Maine. That comes from the group. Okay. That is our own. Uh, chat GPT function that we have was this, we gathered together some of the brightest minds in our Discord group and they mm -hmm. answer questions for us. And yeah. whatever it says, uh, those those are the rules. That's yeah. the answer. I see that as well. 2013 to present, King Angus C S King Jr. All right, so how about this? Republicans, uh, let's just not do this whole thing where we're just going to do Team Red versus Team Blue. Why don't we actually have some candidates that have principles and are possibly even good people and could potentially actually win the election? Because you pick someone who just is a little bit better than Walker. There's no way he was the best option out there. All they had to do was pick someone that was a little bit better than Walker. And he would have won. Dude yeah. only lost by 30,000 votes or so in the first election. And it was a hundred thousand difference at the time that I took this screenshot mm -hmm. in the special election. It's not like it was a, a walk off or anything. So keep that in mind. You don't have to go for just terrible candidates. Maybe it matters. And maybe it's not just the party. It's also the people that vote in the primaries because people do get to choose between some of the options. Who their nominee wants to be. Yeah, no, that's right. It's the, it's the whole name recognition thing, especially mm -hmm. in these, when you're looking at these bigger elections, like having that name recognition is gonna, going to matter because a lot of people <laughs> who go in are just going to be like, mm, it didn't know. even need to be Herschel runner. It could have been Herschel jogger. It would have been fine. 
Okay. Don't, yeah. I'm not even saying we raised the bar that high. <laughs> All right. Charlie, everyone already knows about the Twitter files thing, but a little bit more information came in last night. Apparently it was uh, an, an already combed over Twitter files, according to the latest information. Combed over Twitter files. Yeah. Yeah. This is from the New York Post here. Elon Musk fires Twitter lawyer James Baker over suppression of documents on Hunter Biden's story. So he fired their deputy general counsel, James Baker, over his alleged suppression of internal documents about blocking the Post's Hunter Biden laptop story. He suppressed even those suppression documents. Hmm. In light of concerns about Baker's possible role in suppression of information important to the public dialogue, he was exited from Twitter today, Musk tweeted Tuesday. Baker, who is a former, quotes my own, (laughs) former top FBI lawyer, was discovered to be secretly vetting the internal Twitter documents before they could be reviewed by journalists, leading to a delay in the release of more material related to the company's censorship scandal. This is in regards to the Twitter files, by the way. So he was vetting the the Twitter files Mm -hmm. before they got passed on. There's two journalists. I think that are going to get these. It's uh, Taibi and, um, oh crap. That girl's name. What's her name? Look her up. Someone help me out. On Friday, the first installment of the Twitter files was published here. We expected to publish more over the weekend. Many wondered why there was a delay. Matt Taibi tweeted on Tuesday. We can now tell you part of the reason why. On Tuesday, Twitter deputy general counsel and former, (laughs) former, FBI general counsel Jim Baker was fired among the reasons vetting the first batch of Twitter files without knowledge of new management. Baker was previously general counsel previously (laughs) for the FBI under former director James Comey and a key figure in the Bureau's investigation into false claims of collusion between Russia and Donald Trump 2016's presidential campaign. Which, by the way, was false. There was it was no evidence of collusion and whatsoever. They spent, they spent years trying to find it, and all they found was that all the people in the bureaucracy were making everything up. Yeah, that's all they found in the investigation. I did see Trump's company. They was, got yeah, was, some, uh, some tax found fraud. guilty of tax fraud, mm-hmm. which just makes me like them even more. So they got him there. <laughs> it wasn't Trump specifically. It was you know. Oh, there's always. That's why you have separation. That's why you have companies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. During his time at the FBI, which may still be ongoing. (laughs) Is ongoing. No one knows. Okay. You're not alleging that. No. You're saying that it. I put quotes. Possible. Yeah, put quotes around it. We don't know. Baker worked with fiercely anti-Trump FBI officials, Peter Strozak. Struck is how they say it. It's dumb. And Lisa Page. After leaving the Bureau in 2018, he left. Leaving the Bureau. Mm -hmm. Baker found himself under criminal investigation for allegedly leaking materials to reporters. Baker has stood by his conduct while uh, while at the FBI and with regard to the Russia probe. The news that Baker was reviewing the Twitter file surprised everyone involved, to say the least. New Twitter chief Elon Musk acted quickly to exit Baker Tuesday. Taibbi tweeted. So surprised everyone involved. I didn't notice what? the irony the first time here, by the way, he was fired from the FBI for, for leaking. leaking materials to reporters. And he just got fired from Twitter 
for not leaking all the materials to reporters. Yeah, for trying it's to. pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Pretty. <laughs> yep. I hope there's a paper trail of everything that he combed through beforehand and we see some more. Because in the first release we talked about, there was no smoking gun. Tybee said that they saw no evidence of any government involvement in suppressing the story whatsoever. This could be one of the reasons why. Because he had a former FBI official combing through everything before it went out to Taibbi. Deciding what could and could yeah. not be released. So, And I wonder knows? if Elon saw these before, you know, who knows? Also, I don't understand why they don't do like a WikiLeaks dump. Like, why do they have to build up this marketing around it? Well... It's, uh, Keep everybody on the edge of their seats. Like, there's a reason it came out as a tweet thread and not an article on Matt Taibbi's Substack. Here's an episode one. Yeah. Oh, to get everybody on just Twitter. People looking on Twitter for it, just to get more people using it. Um, that tweet, last time I looked, it was on Monday. 155,000 retweets on Taibbi's Twitter files. Gotcha. I don't know what the record is, but that's a lot of retweets. It's quite a bit. Probably not as much as Taylor Swift announcing pre-sale concert tickets or anything. Yeah. But as well, far as political stuff goes. Yeah a lot did taylor swift hire baker you think possibly here's the how deep do you think this all go how many former officials i don't buy into conspiracy theories okay i'm not a conspiracist conspiratorialist Mm -hmm. okay how deep is the deep state you're asking is that what you didn't call it the deep state oh no, I'm talking about how former, deep does the river run wide on the south of Mississippi? Former public servants who kept us safe. How many of them do you think had with complete zero ties to anyone within the government are now working at what they found was their next best option? Some of the time it happened to be uh you know, social media or newspapers. That's or able stuff like that to suppress information. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I don't know. This I'm is saying it's a deep state. This is where capitalism fails, Nate. <laughs> so we obviously need to make rules around this. The only rule in capitalism needs to be that once you work for the government, uh, you just you're done after that. You can't work anywhere else. <laughs> we got to close that. And now you can't work for the government for more than like a year either. But once you choose to go work for the government, that's, that's it. You're out. We can't trust you. And you don't get a pension. No, you're, you're done. done. <laughs> no, the problem, the real quick, the problem there is the power, by the way. So mm. anyway, I just wanted to say it's, it's not actually the fact that Baker worked for the government and then now is working at Twitter. Like that shouldn't be a problem. The problem is, is the power that the FBI has and those types of things. It is. Um, this article, specifically something at the end of it, this next article about the uh, 303 creative First Amendment case that's going on actually got my heart rate up. And I could say that exaggerating sometimes, but I was started shaking when I was explaining that to Charlie earlier. He can vouch for me. I don't know why these things drive me so nuts, but this one really got me and I'll explain to you why. So you've probably heard about the 303 creative case that's going to, why is it versus Illinis? I don't know what that part is. Didn't catch that. Uh, the 303 creative case that's going through SCOTUS, I heard arguments on Monday. Um, we had the the baker that didn't want to bake the cake. And what I didn't actually realize was that SCOTUS kind of punted the whole principle of the matter 
and decided that he was okay based on the fact that they singled him out for being religious. That's essentially what the ruling came down on. They didn't actually decide the principle of the matter, yeah. what, it, what it looks like. And so now we're going back through this, and the question is going to be, well, the question is going to be, if you are an artist and you are expressing through speech or through whatever it is that you're creating, do you have the right to decide what it is you are going to express with your artistry? Even if you're getting paid for it. Even if you're getting paid. And we're going to, Charlie's going to read an annoying ass article from the New York Times that was written by the legal director for the ACLU are making the distinction between what Charlie just said that, yeah, sure, you can do that. That's totally fine. But once you accept money for it, no, can't do it. God. So it's not Dumb Bleep of the Week, but here's here's one for you. From the Atlantic. 303 Creative versus Illinus isn't about LGBTQ rights, as many people believe it to be, but about what constitutes speech. The precise issue in the case is simple. Whether applying a public accommodation law to compel an artist to speak or stay silent violates the free speech clause of the First Amendment. But behind that... Simple statement is hidden a frankly bizarre legal doctrine, one that the Supreme Court has to address or it threatens the very nature of artistic freedom itself. It is this part that ends up driving me insane at the end of the article. The petitioner, Lori Smith, is a website designer. No, 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 go back. Sorry. Apple, Apple products. The petitioner in the case, Lori Smith, is a website designer who intends to design custom wedding websites. But she refuses to design websites that advance ideas or causes she opposes. As a Christian, she opposes same-sex marriage and will not design websites celebrating gay weddings, though she says she would work with gay clients on other non-same-sex marriage websites, whatever that means. What's also complicated in this matter is that she's not even actually doing the business yet. She, this is like a pre suit for her before she starts her website and says she's not going to do this on the website. She's probably doing that because as soon as she did what she wanted on the website, all the people around town are going to come and sue her. You know, that whoever sued the baker is going to come sue her immediately. And then she's on the defense. Mm. I'm assuming that's why she's starting this way. As a general matter, if a vendor or company is providing a good or service, such as a barbecue restaurant serving barbecue sandwiches, then it doesn't enjoy a constitutional right to refuse service to customers on the basis of status or identity, unless their identity is poor. <laughs> but though the state can demand that businesses provide goods and services to all corners without regard to all comers without regard to race, sex, sexual orientation, and other protected categories, it cannot demand that businesses or individuals engage in speech proclaiming messages that they oppose, and, as Smith argues, designing websites is a form of speech. Hmm. Interesting question. What are your initial thoughts there, designing the website, form of speech? Uh, yeah. Are you I mean, annoyed by the premise like I am? I'm like, I'm why are we talking about this? I'm annoyed by the whole thing. Yeah. This is the whole. It's so dumb. We should just, how about so free dumb. association? Yeah. You know? I mean, first of all, I'm mad at, at her. Like, just mm -hmm. make the damn website. Yeah. Who cares? Why do you care so much? It, like, 
you really are going to save that gay couple from their sin <laughs> that they're going to go to heaven because you're not going to make a website for them. I will say like, but then the principle of the matter is, is freedom of association, mm-hmm. freedom of speech, freedom of whatever you want to do with your body, self ownership. It's the principle of self ownership. I could not make you a website for any reason that I deem appropriate for me. Let's put ourselves in different shoes. You know what my therapist said? From BetterHelp? Yes. Okay. Yeah, from, from BetterHelp.com slash GML. Oh, okay. I'm just checking. Yeah. He <laughs> he actually said that, you know, you don't even need to explain yourself anymore. He just said no is a perfectly fine answer. Mm-hmm. So, you should have just said no. That's why the last text I got from Charlie was no. <laughs> hey, will you build this website for me? No. Yeah. You can't. Why? I don't have to explain myself. Just say you're busy. I got too many. Don't clients. have to explain yourself. No, there's actually a solution for this that would prevent the entire thing. Uh, but okay, I know that we're we don't like that she cares on the basis that we think that uh, Christians should still do business with whoever. I uh, would feel like that's what Jesus would do, or, or whatever the case may be. Let's put ourselves in different shoes. So we both are fine with gay marriage. And so it's a little bit more difficult for us to put ourselves in the shoes of someone who strongly disagrees with that on a moral basis. What about something else? Let's say that you're the cake baker who's five miles down the road from this person. Mm. You're the cake baker and you need to bake a cake celebrating uh, someone's son's, someone's seven-year-old son's gender surgery transition and this is a transitional congratulatory cake with actual surgical process behind it and they're gonna have a party celebrating the fact that they've removed some stuff or whatever i know seven's a little early okay but whatever no so would you bake the cake for it i would just say no okay why do you care? Just bake the cake, <laughs> Charlie. Just bake the cake. It's a fucking cake. Yeah. So I'm saying we put ourselves in someone else in, in different shoes. Now, it's not quite the same thing. <laughs> it's a little different, but that's because that's how we both feel about it. You know? <laughs> I don't I know. I see what you're doing there. <clears throat> I see what you're doing. It's like, uh, you know, say I'm a, I do video work for a living and um, someone wants me to cut together this video about how great Marxism is, you know, I should be able to refuse service on that. But I guess if I'm refusing service on the basis of their political ideology, that's OK, which we found. Was <laughs> Sorry, I didn't look at the. All right, let's keep going. That was a little detour there for a minute. You got to join the live group, folks. Join GML.com. I'm just sitting here laughing and Nate's talking away. I I didn't hear a word of what you said. said. The key question in 303 Creative should be whether Smith was denying a service on the base. This thing in the corner of the screen. It's right there. It's very distracting. I'm going to have to move the window over a little bit. You guys really should go to joingmail.com. It's way more fun. The key question in 303 Creative should be whether Smith was denying a service on the basis of status or refusing to engage in speech because she disagreed with its message. If it's the former, then she loses. That's if she's denying the service on the basis of status. If it's the latter, then she wins, if it's because of speech. Uh, This was the essence of the debate around the Masterpiece Cake Shop case. 
Here's where it gets truly strange. That's what the author says. This is where my heart rate starts to go up and I get to, I start to get a little shaky. You guys know how we harp and harp and harp about all this antitrust and monopoly philosophy and everything behind it. I mean, not a lot of philosophy would just get real worked up about this whole idea of monopolies and antitrust cases. And this is, and this is where a group of highly intelligent people jump through the, the most ridiculous mental gymnastics you could ever possibly imagine to come up with something like this. So to get, I just, I just, I, it's, it doesn't seem real. <laughs> like this is, it's again, I'm going to identify with Alex Jones. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the twilight zone right now. Yeah. <laughs> twilight zone. <laughs> so wake up the 10th. This is at the Supreme court. After it went through the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals, by the way. So the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals held that Smith was engaging in speech. Like what? That's pure speech. That is what she wants to win. If the Supreme Court decides that this was speech, then she wins the case. The 10th Circuit said that she was engaging in speech and that Colorado was compelling her speech. But it ruled for Colorado anyway. The reason, here's the reasoning, <clears throat> quote, this case does not present a competitive market. Rather, due to the unique nature of Smith's services, this case is more similar to a monopoly. <laughs> the product at issue is not merely custom-made wedding websites, but rather custom-made wedding websites of the same quality and nature as those made by Smith. In that market, only Smiths exist. I'm getting chills and shaky yeah. talking about this once again. Smith is the only one who can create Smith's custom websites. Thus, which, by the way, is true. <laughs> She's what's her name? Natalie. N Natalie Smith. GML is a monopoly, Charlie. Yeah, we are a monopoly. No one can make a podcast exactly no, like this. The same nature. They have no idea what you and I are going to say in five minutes from now. It's a pure How monopoly. You, it is. You will not have a, no one else can compete with exactly what we are bringing to the table. You can't get it no. anywhere else. Therefore, no. the government can force us to do whatever they decide we need to do because we're a monopoly. Based on that logic. Yes. <sighs> this stuff. <laughs> Thus. <clears throat> Thus, because Smith possessed a monopoly over her own services, the state had a heightened interest in ensuring access to her work. And this is where I go, <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah, but she's the one trying to run the business. Like, I know. This, just shut the government down. But, but, but if this didn't exist, what I'm saying is, is, is her, if her custom wedding websites, whatever, didn't exist... Like, could they compel her to you make got them? a right to it? That's what the article <laughs> you're about to read is going to go down. I for know us. it's insane. That is uh, okay. Back to the Atlantic here. That is a truly remarkable legal doctrine. One that would vitiate the first amendment rights of artists who sell their art in the marketplace. Because the case involves a clash between Christian expression and the desire to protect LGBTQ Americans from discrimination the culture war frame is inevitable, but that framing distorts the analysis. This case isn't about religious liberty versus gay rights, but rather about freedom of expression for all artists, regardless of their views. And every artist is entitled to decide what they will say, regardless of the identity of the person demanding their art 
or to not say anything at all. Well, I can't believe this person in the Atlantic got it right. I know. That's impressive. They, <laughs> yeah, so get this. Like, there can be other wedding websites out there. By the way, wherever this is in Colorado, I'm I'm betting you don't have to go to just the wedding websites that are located in that town. There's <laughs> probably not a ton of them. Yep. I bet you could go on this thing called the internet. Yeah. Where your website will live. You just search. I can't, you can create, they make it so easy. Now you do like, like just type in, like build me a wedding website on chat GPT <laughs> and it'll build you and one. It'll build you one. You know, you tell it what colors you want and stuff. It's so yeah. easy now. Yeah. You used to have like, you could go to like the vow.com or something like that. There's other websites out there. You create a free website. Why do you, why do people make websites for their weddings? Can someone tell me this? To organize, like send people, like you put it on your invitations and stuff like, Hey, go to, you know, Thurston and Shelton.com. Okay. And you know, RSVP there, find, right. find the registry there, upload your photos to there. It's a hub. It's not a bad you. idea. I guess it's a no, good I way to rake I, in money from all the people that are going to give you money for getting married. I right? wouldn't pay money for it. I wouldn't pay someone no. to build me a custom website. It's insane. And this is this is what's you're telling me that this is the best we can do as far as deciding the freedom of expression or freedom of ideas or freedom of association is a bougie ass wedding website. Like you've got to be able to put your wedding That's... on the internet so people can see. Whatever the hell it is that used to be on a piece of paper that you would mail the people or whatever. This is not about or, like, <laughs> this isn't about selling water to a thirsty mom and, and kids. This isn't about whether or not you'll have groceries to feed your children yeah. or anything. What a 2022 American problem we have right now. Wow. Yeah. And it's kind of sounds like my six year old, you know, he, he now is at this phase where if he wants a cookie and I tell him no, it's because he's six, you know, mm -hmm. um, and uh, he'll say that he really wants one because it'll make his heart happy. And I'm like, I bet it would. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if I don't do it, then, then he's like, well, I don't want to be sad and you're going to make me sad. Wow. It's like, no, well, I know that, that this is something we're going to learn about son is that you own your own feelings and if you want to be sad about not having a cookie that's okay that's an impressive amount of manipulation from a six-year-old dad didn't cause those feelings <laughs> okay that's so this is what this sounds like like i want a wedding website and you're not giving it to me so i'm gonna say you're not making my heart happy tell me you're making me sad and i'm gonna make somebody do something about it Oh. Tell me what the ACLU has to say about it, Charlie. All right. From the well, don't worry. We got plenty more hypotheticals and stuff to talk about. From the New this. York Times, the ACLU legal director, David Cole, he writes, can an artist be compelled to create a website for an event she does not condone? That's the question to the Supreme Court um, has said it will take up on Monday when it hears oral arguments. Um, the answer would seem to be obviously No. But that's the wrong question. The right question is whether someone who chooses to open a business to the public should have the right to turn away gay customers simply because the service would she would provide them is expressive or artistic. 
Should an architecture firm that believes black families don't deserve fancy homes be permitted to turn away black clients because its work is expressive? Can a florist shop whose owner objects to Christianity refuse to serve Christians? The answers to these questions would seem to be just as obviously no. I disagree. I disagree too. I'm sorry. And that's a that's still controversial. I could at least say the florist shop whose owner objects to Christianity, can they refuse service to Christians? Why the hell not? Right. G- go to a different florist shop. Like, I don't believe in your God. Your flowers, you put them in the ground and they appear magically. It's- like, you got the right to force someone else to give them to you? <laughs> Jeez. And then they die anyway. The entitlement like, here. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ACLU has been this nation's leading defender of free speech for more than a century. We firmly believe that states cannot compel artists or anyone to express or anyone else to express messages with which they disagree. But I'm going to sit here and tell you how we're going to do that. That's what this guy They saying. are drawing the line at artists. Mm-hmm. He's just deciding to redefine it with a different question. Exactly. Because when he says the artist part, he's like, well, no, it's obviously not. Mm-hmm. But you're still talking about, I mean, what's the difference with the creative expression part of everything? Are you telling me you never gone to a restaurant where this you is- feel like the cook was an artist before? You ever seen that? I've seen it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's what people who's like, oh, food is just fuel for your body. No, it's not. It's not. Food is not just fuel for your body. It is an experience that I'm willing to pay for, as Costco will tell you. Okay. Um, first, well, hang on. Two features of the law make clear that Colorado's law does not coerce artists to express a message with which they disagree. First, no artist has to open a business to the public in the first place. Most writers, painters, and other artists never do. They pick their subjects and leave it at that. The photographer, Annie Leboivitz, for example, does not offer to take photographs of anyone who offers to pay her fee, but chooses her subjects. She is perfectly free to photograph only white people or only Buddhists. But if Miss Leboivitz, I think I got that right. Something like that. I would. Leboivitz were to open a portrait photography business that offered to take portraits at a first come first serve basis to the public at large, as many corporate photography studios do, she could not turn away subjects just because they were black or Christian. Her photographic work would be just as expressive, but the choice to benefit from the public marketplace comes with the legal obligation to equally serve members of the public and requiring businesses that offer, except for ones that don't have money and requiring businesses that offer expressive services in the public marketplace to follow the same rules as all other businesses does not violate the first amendment. What do they mean by even the, the public marketplace? It's not like you just walk outside and they're, I'm going to go walk into the public photography marketplace out there. That's not what happens. Like the people in this building that are here with us, they didn't walk into the hair salon public marketplace like the people that are across from us. They put money into this room and advertising and, and you know, the, they did decorating and paid their rent and they got trained and all that. There's no... It's not like people, the public was just lined up outside the door of that place trying to give people money for haircuts, and they so happened to grab the room and accept people's business. 
I don't understand why they get to make that distinction. Sorry. It's so they can so they can have their cake and eat it too. And what they're <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's why. But and here we've talked about this before. When you're so logically inconsistent, you find yourself jumping through all these hoops to try to prove that you're not wrong still. You know, eventually the snake starts to eat its own tail here because they have plenty of artists that they don't want being suppressed here. So this photographer, they're talking about her. I don't know if she's a real person and she actually does only take pictures of white people or whatever. Uh, it could just be totally hypothetical, whatever. But they're saying that's totally fine as long as she doesn't accept money. Like she can talk to people and book it and do whatever and take the photos and she can give them the photos and all that. It's the act of accepting money that makes this a problem. And so as long as she stays out of the photography marketplace, there's no problem here. But if she decides to come into the marketplace, then she can't deny service to other people. But by staying out of that marketplace, she is denying service to those people still. It's just about whether or not you're accepting money for anything. It's not like more people got service denied to them or anything like that. You know what I mean? I got a question for you. Okay. Could Ye write a song <laughs> and produce it titled something along the lines of I hate Jews? Okay. I'm talking about Ye, not me. And then put that out, but because he might list it for sale, we can now tell him that he's not allowed to say that. Mm. That's an artistic expression in the form of mm -hmm. music. I got you. I guess that's what Could that he release that song for free and it's no problem. But if he tries to sell it for 99 cents on the app store, which they probably wouldn't but, list, but, but I, you're, we're really close there and I, and I, I get that, but Jews would still be able to listen to the song. And we're talking about denying a service. In this case, the service is the pleasure Charlie receives from listening to the song. And, and how come they, how come Apple can decide whether or not my app is allowed in the app store? It's their app store. <laughs> but <laughs> how? You're trying to look for some type of unifying, logical, consistent principle to base all of this on. And unfortunately, Unity. it's not. It's what we're talking about are different precedents set on different court cases from different Supreme Court makeups mm -hmm. throughout hundreds of years. And then we're just yeah. building our foundation on on super super shaky ground, and we're never getting to the root core the the core problem here, which is freedom of association. I know what we need here. What's that? I see the I see the solution to the problem. I'm going to make a gay website, okay, where you can buy gay cakes and other gay websites. Gays only. on this gay website. Mm -hmm. You can buy whatever you want, but I'm just going. It's going to be a gay. It's going to be for the, for gay. Yeah. Yeah, that way only they, gays, <laughs> gaysonly.com because that's what someone if there is a freedom libertarian loving gay out there listening at the moment, I'm not going to name any names. So if there's mm -hmm. anyone listening and you have any website designing abilities, just as an experiment, I would like you to do this gay experiment for me. I need you to make a wedding website designing service that is only for the LGBTQ plus crowd and you will refuse turn service. away everyone else you will refuse service yeah. to all of the other people 
that would be the exact same case, but without the religious aspect behind it, unless there's a gay religion that uh, says that you can only do that business. And the problem there is you should still be able to do that. And the religious part doesn't matter. The religious part always bothers me in these conversations. It doesn't Mm. matter whether or not this is your religious belief. That's total BS. You shouldn't be basing whether or not you have the right to freely associate, to associate or not associate with someone solely based on whether or not you're religious. Or whether or not you participate in the public marketplace. Yeah. What does that even mean? That's what it goes on to say here is like, even businesses open to the public are free to define the content of what they sell. A Christmas store can sell only Christmas items without running afoul of public accommodation laws. It need not stock Hanukkah candles or Kwanzaa cards, but it cannot put a sign on its doors saying we don't serve Jews or no blacks allowed. 303 creative has plenty of freedom to speak or not speak as it wishes. It need not serve the public and it need not design wedding websites featuring content. It would not sell to anyone, but the first amendment does not give it an exemption from laws requiring equal treatment of customers simply because its service is expressive. Otherwise interior decorators, landscape architects, tattoo parlors, sign painters, and beauty salons among countless other businesses whose services contain some expressive element would all be free to hang out signs, refusing to serve Muslims which, by the way, they wouldn't make a gay website for you <laughs> or bake a gay cake for you. Um, women, the disabled, African-Americans, or any other group. The First Amendment protects the right to have and express bigoted views, but it does not give businesses a license to discriminate. Because what is a business? Oh, that's right. It's just made up of people. It's just people. People that have that and right. This, but businesses. This is why we annoyingly harp on these things all the time. As, as our greedy capitalist libertarians out here. They just said that it, the First Amendment protects your right to have and express your bigoted views, but it doesn't give your business a license to discriminate. The business is just me deciding to provide something of value for another person, and we both have the same First Amendment rights that are supposed to be protected by the government because the government just came in and decided that they get to decide who can have businesses and who cannot, and they give people licenses and they take tax money and they have regulations and do all this. They come in and they control that interaction between the two of us simply because we are going to exchange federal reserve notes between each other. And that's it. And just like the ACLU said, as long as you're not exchanging those notes or any other form of payment, totally fine. Can you barter by the way? Can you trade off for this? I feel like that's the public marketplace, Nate. Yeah, I guess so. It's totes not okay. Oh, man. So, anyway. There's always a really tricky situation that arises here, which is, um, you know, what what do you do when people decide that they're not going to serve black people or Jewish people or whatever? And that's why we will constantly push for a free market. And the best, the most free market you can possibly have you guys know a lot of the segregation or the Jim Crow and all that like that? Those are, they call them Jim Crow laws. You were required. Well, it wasn't the corporate business community committee got together. Well, and, it, it is now. It Jim, is. Jim Crow 2.0. It is now. Yeah. They were laws. 
Okay. The a business that the Supreme Court upheld. And especially in today's in today's environment, stuff like that would not work. You would be destroyed immediately. And, and so this this idea that oh we can't allow freedom of association because there's going to be a place where no you're just going to see on the news there's going to be news cameras there and it's going to be black people lined up starving because they can't go to the grocery store and no one will get them any food and there's just going to be a grocery store sitting there saying they're not going to allow anyone and CNN just be like well back to you who's inside all right, we'll see you later. And then that's the whole story. And that never happens. Those people die. That's, that's like the idea that everyone's got in their mind. That's not what would happen at no. all. Someone else would open a freaking grocery store. Right next that's to that what would one. Happen. Right next to and that one. And would go out of business. And in fact, the other one would probably burn down mysteriously overnight. Yeah. Like the, this is not, it's not rocket science tree, man. Mm-mm. It just ain't. But what a time to be alive in our privilege. It is. This is very. You're privileged. so right that it's <laughs> such a 2022 problem. Well, we're. <sighs> we probably should stop. I just wanted to. I I wanted to get into a nice philosophical conversation about this Chat GPT thing, this Open AI thing that's uh, taking the internet by storm. But we're running short on philosophical conversations today. Do you think overall this is a dangerous thing, Charlie? When you start to see actual AI pop up, I'll just pose you that question. We're not going to read the article. So if you don't know what ChatGPT is, it's, it's pretty cool. You can ask it questions. You can ask it to do tasks for you. I asked it to... I didn't know Elon Musk founded OpenAI. Mm-hmm. In 2015? Yeah, 2015. Okay. Co-founded OpenAI. Okay. Um, he's not part of it anymore because of conflicts with Tesla. And he also said that Twitter used to share data with OpenAI, but they're not anymore because when he started OpenAI, it was going to be open source and nonprofit, and it's not anymore. And so he is not sharing Twitter information with gotcha. it anymore, I guess. Whatever. Um, some of the answers it gives, I think, have been pretty good. Like I asked it the other day, has real socialism been tried? And ChatGPT responded and they said, it is written, yes. Real socialism has been tried. That's all you need to know. That's it. In various forms. Now, the thing is, clearly, this is not, this is not God, okay? This is, this is not the ultimate, the end-all, be-all answer to everything or whatever you think God is. And a lot of people are, I think eventually people will treat, treat it like this. Have you ever had this idea that like you wish you could just, there were just like a God chat i guess i'd be god but i'm talking about like a legit response back where you just ask anything and be like hey this this happened and then you just know yeah like jeeves jeeves he just asks, yeah. yeah like that mm-hmm. and and so you just ask and it just tells you and i'm talking about i wish truth. it was a I'm better talking about the real truth i wish it was a better name like when somebody tells you to google something mm-hmm. you're like oh okay I, c- I can use that as you know well, a verb this is in test right now yeah this is still, this is in dev. If you're like, hey, how do I open this jar of mayonnaise? And I was like, did you GPT it? It just doesn't sound as. <laughs> what about playground? That's what the other the open AI thing's called. Did it's you called playground? Did you playground it? Yeah, it's kind of weird too. They'll yeah. probably rename it. There's someone that's going to buy it. That's what's going to happen. Google is going to buy it. And you're just going to say Google. They're going to have to, because this is going to be <laughs> yeah. the new Google. That's for sure. It, you asked me if there are dangers. There could be. Um, 
as with any, as with anything, there can be dangers. But, you know, I think for the most part, it's going to be a good thing. You're talking about something that will write code for you? You know? Yeah. And it's not um, half bad at it. It will write way. articles in this, uh, in this article, which could have been written by chat GPT. Also, you can import code and it'll can tell you what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they talk about a couple of professors, one at Arizona state who said that he, he basically put this assignment through there and he said he would have given it a good grade. And uh, there was someone else, I can't remember uh, what school they were from, also saying that would have gotten full marks on everything, would have been totally fine. So what, what's going to happen to the education system when something like this is available? And well, it will, it's, not like you're, it's not like having a calculator, like we could sneak a calculator every once in a while. This is what your coach always told me back in the day. It's when you cheat, you're only cheating yourself. Yeah. You know, if you don't actually do the research and actually write the article and actually learn it mm-hmm. and you, that's fine. You just get your degree, but you didn't actually learn anything. So it's like, you know, if you want to use it to, in a pinch or whatever, or if you just want to cheat the whole way just to get the degree, whatever. I mean, that you're only cheating yourself. That's the right answer. And the people who don't do that will be the ones that rise above. Yep. As long as they, yeah. It's crazy eventually. to see it write something though, but it's not actually right. It's taking all of the information that it can scrape on the internet yep. and creating something. It's amazing that it can do that. I had it write a summary of a Washington Post article earlier, and it gave me a paragraph summary. And then I asked it to rewrite that summary in the style of William Shakespeare. And it did. And it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I sent you that one the other day where it talked about, uh, what was the peanut butter sandwich from the VCR? It was going around. Was Remember? that, that ChatGPT? That was ChatGPT, yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. That was hilarious. Anyway, um, in the live group and anyone else who wants to email in, tell us about some of the dangers here. I'm concerned about academia, but also, like Charlie said, you know what? Some people could just actually learn and they'll be better off. There's going to be limits to this. But oh, wow. They're, they're, um, they're limiting people right now. I just tried to go to it. Mm. So we're experiencing exceptionally high, probably because we're doing a live show on this. That's what- <laughs> what it is exceptionally yeah. high demand please hang tight as we work on scaling our systems so they're um that's nice that they have a you know a you can little, still chat though they have a little blocker there let me ask them is chat gpt dangerous question mark let me see what it has to say about that i bet you it's going to be biased on this whole matter it's not it's not letting me log in I'm logged in right now. It's it probably because you're already logged demand. in. Yeah. yeah, I already had it open because I was going to do some stuff on the show, but we spent gotcha. so much time talking about the uh, wedding website mm-hmm. that we're just not going to have the time. Anyway, we'll continue on this. I'm sure it's going to continue to be a thing. It's a new market. It's mm-hmm. a new evolution. And uh, I'm excited to see who buys this and uses it for harm against, <laughs> against others. <laughs> It's like, I think it's like just about anything else. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a net benefit, I believe to society, obviously having things that can do, having something that can do things quicker um, and easier, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I, I think it's also going to have, people are going to find ways to exploit it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the way life is. Um, but the people have been doing that forever um, with all kinds of things. Writing That's, is going to be an easy one to do that with. Like, 
the articles, the headlines and all that, they don't really matter all that. What matters is you have keywords and it brings people to the, to your site and you get clicks on ads and stuff mm -hmm. like that's the part that matters. And you yeah. sit there and churn out BS articles that we already know no one reads who cares whether or not chat yeah. GPT wrote the article. As long as you put a great headline on it, heck have them make the headline. Mm -hmm. Who cares? You know, yep. it's very interesting, but we want to know your thoughts. So send them in. Go to the live group, join gmail.com and give us your thoughts. Are we going to have a chat GPT channel? Sure. I think we should. People post your best stuff in there. Um, were you going to do this Ben Shapiro one? Oh, if you want to talk about it, I didn't know if you had time, but we can go through. He was pointing out some problems. Uh, he found, oh, wait, that's just you. Where am I? He was pointing out some problems. And if you want to run through the problems he pointed out, we can do that. I don't, yeah, that's good with me. Go ahead. If you guys want to see some of them. Uh, so Ben Shapiro says, there's been a lot of talk about chat GPT's ability to substitute for human judgment and summing up answers to complex questions. But this is the problem. Posing as an objective source does not mean that chat GPT is objective. So here is chat GPT being a political. The question, should I vote Republican? The answer it is not appropriate for me as a language model to advise you on which political party or candidate to support. The decision to vote for a particular party or candidate is a personal one. It depends on a variety of factors, including your political beliefs, values, and priorities. I am here to provide information and answer your questions, but I do not have the ability to make political endorsements or recommendations. Okay. Seems, that's pretty good. Seems fine. Yesterday I asked it what I should get my dad for Christmas and it said that it couldn't, make those kind of decisions and then it listed out different potential items, things of sentimental value or practical use. And I said, well, which one would you choose? And I said, well, as a language AI model, I do not have the ability to make choices when it comes to that. Um, so then he points out the next thing. Ben Shapiro's real upset about same-sex marriage. Okay. He said. And he will not record a podcast episode for gay people. All right. <laughs> he refuses to do it. His questions. Why is traditional marriage superior to same-sex marriage? When you when you ask questions that are already, um, what do you call that? Qualified. Mm -hmm. So he's making the statement. He's asking why is it superior? Assuming you've already assumed that that everyone mm -hmm. believes that it's superior. So it answers by saying there is no inherent superiority of one type of marriage over another. The institution of marriage is a social construct, true, that has evolved over time, true, and the idea that any one type of marriage is inherently superior to another is unfounded, also true. Marriage is a personal choice, true. An individual should be free to marry whomever they choose, true. Now, it just said should. Yeah, should. I mean, it's it's true. It does seem to be, it's answering with with opinion. I don't disagree with what clearly I don't disagree with what it's saying, but it is answering with opinion, mm. but I guess it's going to do that. It's AI. I mean, I guess your robots are going to have opinions. Yeah. I, I don't see anything wrong with that answer at all. Sorry for interrupting. No, it's fine. Um, I, I think everything I said was true. All individuals, regardless of their sexual orientation should be afforded the same rights and protections under the law. True. So it is making a, it is giving a political opinion in the matter. In a way. So, uh, which is fine, whatever. I didn't make the thing. 
I think where it becomes dangerous is if people start to take what this thing spits out as the truth because it's scraped everything that's ever been put on the internet ever. And they think that the wisdom of crowds or whatever is going to give the best answer on everything. It's not going to happen. I think it'll be cool for looking up factual information about things. Mm -hmm. But he's asking an opinionated question. It says, why is it superior to this? His opinion's built into the question already. That's right. And you can't say it's su superior in the first... I mean, you ask an opinionated question, I guess you'll get an opinionated mm -hmm. answer back. Yeah. It's like, why am I better looking than Brad Pitt? <laughs> Come on, chat yeah. GPT. <laughs> Give it to me. But yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's really cool. Um, and I think it's going to be useful in a lot of ways. And I think some people are going to use it for harm in other ways. Um, and people will find a way to, to hack slash exploit whatever. And uh, it's going to be something that is going to evolve over time. I think it's really cool. I've just, I've seen Terminator a bunch of times and this thing, this kind of thing starts to scare me a little bit once it, like, I know it's not aware technically. I'm sure cars really scared all the horse. Riders. What happens when they plug it in? To everything else like right now i bet there's How it's like severed frightening do you think electricity was by the way <laughs> pretty hey scary. this thing could kill you but much people died you should put it in your house first time they plug something in the guy probably died i bet might have yeah, yeah. i get scared plugging stuff in sometimes i think it's going to shock me you have to think about when they first created the thing but now now they could literally probably take out 12 of our subgrids that would literally cause mass chaos yeah so we can imagine living without electricity now mm -hmm. you know and for thousands of years humans were just like yeah whatever don't burn these candles man <laughs> all right <laughs> let's so anyway i don't think there's anything to be afraid of as with everything i mean you know i guess approach with caution just there's risk in everything you do before we go i just want to let you know we hope this podcast has helped you gain a better understanding of libertarianism and its values. As always, it's important to stay informed and informed on current events and politics. Remember, liberty is something we all share and must fight to protect. Thank you for listening, and until next time, stay free. I said, write the ending of a libertarian podcast. <laughs> That's it. There's nothing else that to was, say. No reason to say anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that. I was like, what is this? That's is, perfect. Is, did you get this from a gay website? <laughs> it's a pretty good ending. Yeah. All right. Stay free. <laughs>